0: everyone and welcome back to Pass the Salt. If we don't know each other, it's great to meet you. My name is Chrisanna and I'm on course staff with Salt and Light Youth Ministry and we're glad you're here. Today's episode is a really, really fun one. I'm totally biased because any time in my life that I have had the chance to speak with this incredible human, I've always been blessed and encouraged and left with new things about faith to ponder and hold on to and I've also left. So I'm really really excited that you get to have that same experience in just a moment. Today you are going to hear a conversation that I got to have with Emily Joy Bingham. She is the teaching minister teaching ministries pastor at Messiah University she is the wonderful wonderful human who was our speaker at Zateo two weeks ago and um, she's just an all-around really cool cool human who um, has a, excuse me has a heart for Jesus and has a heart for students and for college students young adults and she's really good at what she does She went to seminary to get her master's in divinity and we talk about all of her wonderful experiences in education and in her career and she really knows her stuff. She knows the Word of God inside and out, not just as like a theologian and an educator and a pastor, but also as someone who just cherishes the Word of God and treasures it. So today's conversation is geared towards some of what she spoke about at Zateo. So if you weren't at Zateo, this is totally still a great conversation to listen to. It's not um, like exclusive to people who are at Zateo. And we also talk a bit about um, how people in youth ministry, so like leaders and volunteers, pastors, worship leaders, how these individuals can really just come alongside of and support their students. Um, And she just gives some practical new ways to think about the role that, if you are one of those people, the role that you have in ministry. So I would say that today's episode is geared towards pretty much anyone, um, but it is specific towards students and leaders. um, Or if you are anyone who leads in ministry and you interact with students because of that leadership. So I am grateful that you're here, that you're passing the salt Please stay tuned on our social media, Facebook and Instagram, because we have exciting things coming up this spring, and one of them is Battle Ball coming up soon. We have a really cool event we're going to do in um, April that we're going to start promoting. I'm really excited about some other worship experiences around the corner, so you just don't want to miss it, guys. We love you, Um, we're praying for you, we're thinking of you, and we're grateful that you're here. Let's get to it let's pass the salt
1: or Or the the moment where my tongue gets in the way and suddenly I'm like I forget how to talk
0: (laughs) that's scary now I'm thinking about it and I feel like really uncomfortable
1: he he was like do you have sleep apnea I was like what do you mean he's like well your tongue's pretty big Well,
0: Emily, Joy Bingham! (laughs) I didn't give you any preparation. Are you ready to just dive in? Let's do it. Okay. Um, Thank you for passing the salt with us in this room that we are sitting in.
1: It's a beautiful room.
0: Yes. It's the one-button studio. And thank you to Messiah University. Speaking of which, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you have a lot of education under your belts. You're a person with a very wide tongue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
0: And you have a role here at Messiah that you could tell us about. A lot of people met you two weeks ago at Zeteo, when, but they didn't meet you.
1: They just listened to you. I know. So now they're going to get to, like, meet you.
0: That's or they great. weren't at Zateo and they still have the honor of you.
1: What a treat for me to meet them, and I don't know who they all are, but that's okay.
0: So yeah, tell us about yourself and
1: whatever you want to tell us that we should know. Sure. Uh, My name is Emily Joy Bingham. Mm -hmm. Um, I currently serve as Teaching Ministries Pastor at Messiah University, which is where we are currently located in a very strange, small, padded room in the basement of the library, um, a place I have never been before. but It's
0: like a labyrinth that we didn't know existed. It's
1: lovely. Uh, so I have been serving here as one of the campus pastors uh, since the beginning of August. Mm. Prior to that, I was living in Ohio and served with a campus ministry called the CCO. Um, I spent some time living near Cleveland and launched a brand new campus ministry at a large community college, which was a ton of fun, and then spent a couple years in Cincinnati serving as a regional director for the same ministry.
0: Did you live in the city?
1: I did live, it, well, yes and no. So the actual city that I lived in is called Norwood, and Norwood is entirely surrounded by the city of Cincinnati, but has its own government. It oh. is a little enclave, that's the technical term, oh inside of Cincinnati. So technically, no, I did not. I lived in the city of Norwood. But did, was it like city living? It was more city living than not, yes. Yeah. It was um, more of a, a residential area, so okay. it wasn't, you know, like downtown business buildings or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely more urban than what I grew up with here in central Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I think that that's probably the least important and interesting part of all the education <laughs> you're telling us. But I wanted to picture you, yes. like, on a bus every day. No, city
1: I, I, I drove my car. Okay. Fair I enough. drove my car. Yeah.
0: Um, I used to get your emails, your CCO emails. That's and right. um, you had your little headshot at the bottom of I them. Did. So I did. I did.
1: My, my professional headshot the, it, neither one of the ones I had there were ever great pictures but, uh,
0: but I liked it
1: it's very small thank you <laughs> for a reason for a reason
0: <laughs> so you worked with students mm-hmm. and you did all of that and mm-hmm. then you came back to central PA yeah
1: I did yeah so I grew up in central Pennsylvania mm-hmm. I grew up in Camp Hill Um, Also went to college in Pennsylvania. I went to Franklin and Marshall College in Lancaster. Little underdog. Go diplomats. Yes, (laughs) that was indeed the mascot, (gasps) the diplomats. Uh, If you want a laugh, go ahead and Google Franklin and Marshall diplomats mascot, and uh, you'll get a good laugh out of that. Great. Um, And then after Franklin and Marshall, ended up at Asbury Theological Seminary in uh, Kentucky where i did my masters of divinity and then went on to do all the campus ministry stuff
0: that's really cool very methodist
1: indeed (laughs) i i am i am what are you gonna do
0: yeah well i'm i'm also because in her office she has a little charles and john wesley dolls that play music and i got to listen to that and i really liked that so thank you for sharing all that and you talked about the olympics at sateo
1: and they're still
0: happening they are um And can you just remind us, like, maybe why you love the Olympics so much? Why are they important to you?
1: Yeah. Why are they? I don't think I said why at (laughs) Zeteo. I just uh, told a somewhat embarrassing story about the result of my love for the Olympics. Now, I will admit they're a little complicated right now. There's some... Uh, With the figure skating, There's some drama with figure skating. Mm -hmm. There's also, you know, human rights abuses going on in China. So some... But... (laughs) things we should not be applauding. (laughs) Exactly. But what I do love about the Olympics, (laughs) I think, is that I I love competition. I'm Mm -hmm. a very competitive person. I grew up um, playing sports, and I really miss that being a regular part of my life. And so the Olympics is like... Just jam-packed all sorts of competitions with all sorts of fascinating and inspiring stories behind them. Like, I love football, but the Super Bowl is one game once a year. The Olympics, all these different competitions from sports I don't know anything about get packed. All countries. Yes. together. And people come Mm -hmm. from these just really fascinating backgrounds, and they come with underdog stories and... It's just fun.
0: Have you watched um, Bad Sport on Netflix?
1: No. It's a
0: documentary series, and they do some episodes about, like, like um, a drama that happened at the Olympics. Ooh. It's very interesting. Right. That's what, what I'm mostly doing with, tonight. Mostly with Russia. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, but that made me think of something. Oh, now I forgot it. Oh well. Oh, here's a question that no one's been able to answer for me. Maybe you can. <laughs> and I guess I could just Google it. Were the Olympics always supposed to happen in twenty twenty two? Or is that because of COVID?
1: Yes, the Winter Olympics were always supposed to be in twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. Thank yep.
0: you. Well, all right, then that's all we had to <laughs> ask. Yeah, we, it's been nice. We passed the salt and that's all we need to know. Okay. I'm interested in hearing from you if you even still remember what you talked about because it's been like a millennium ago, but would you be able to tell us in a nutshell, like an elevator speech or more, but just like broad strokes of what your four messages were about at yeah. You had a lot jam-packed into four messages.
1: I, I did jam-pack a lot. Yes. I'm, a lot I'm of script- sorry, no. not sorry no, lots to of scripture. everyone.
0: Lots of theology, lots of stories, all good things. Yeah. But give us a little refresher for those of who as bloop, for those of us who were there, or those of us who didn't have.
1: the Yeah. Refresher. So this might be a, a very slow elevator. A oh, yes. little bit more yes. time Empire with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Friday night, uh, we talked about. Uh, re- really, the Holy Spirit. Uh, and how, in order for us to experience um, kind of God-initiated new beginnings in our lives, um, new beginnings that have to do with real deep spiritual transformation, uh, the Holy Spirit has to be behind that. Anything that we are trying to initiate in our own strength, with our own power, out of our own ideas. Um, either aren't going to work or aren't going to end up with the same um, kind of fruit that, that God would have for us. So the Holy Spirit initiates uh, new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, uh, we talked about uh, what it's like to experience God present with us in the present. It's a little <laughs> bit redundant, but that's okay. Um, how, how do we experience Jesus with us here uh, Now? And how do we stay here with him now? How do we um, continue in relationship with him and not uh, not run away? Hmm. Um, Saturday evening, we talked about what it looks like to uh, experience Jesus moving in our past um, and to, to encounter new beginnings um, looking back on our lives. Um, we talked about the story of the woman at the well and how Jesus looked at her knew her whole life uh, saw everything about her um, and how her her life was was changed by him seeing all of her including her mm-hmm. uh, less than desirable past mm-hmm. and then Sunday morning we talked about um, experiencing God with us in the future and how uh, there's an entire lifetime of new beginnings. Uh, lots of unknowns ahead of us in the future Um, but God goes with us and who God has been is who God will continue to be Um, and that can give us some peace and confidence to walk into an unknown future
0: Mm -hmm. yeah like I love in Hebrews when it says that Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever um So basically it was, it started out with the Holy Spirit, how you can't get much done without the Holy Spirit. True. And then you went into be present in the present Mm -hmm. and don't run away. Mm -hmm. Just like, just don't do it. And then Saturday night was go to the well at noon and Jesus is there. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And Sunday morning was... What's, what's the future? The future, no matter what, God's going to be the same. And there's always new beginnings. And I think I probably just butchered the beautiful um, retelling that you just gave. And that sums it up. But I wanted to make sure that I had it correct as yep. well. Um, as someone who spoke, and I don't mean this as a prideful quest- question, but you can be boastful if you want to, <laughs> even though the Bible's like Hey like don't be boastful. Um, what was something that you really like that you really liked about the messages? maybe mm-hmm. more so like as the one who worked on them with the Holy Spirit and who heard from the Lord and presented them to us as a vessel for God to speak through Were there things that you learned that God spoke through you and taught you through them? like what are some takeaways that you had as the deliverer but also the receiver yeah. of the messages? first
1: yeah that's a great question thank you because the uh i think when when we're doing it right the deliverer of the message is is the first receiver of the message um if not they're just coming up with something out of their own brain and dumping it on to other people and good luck with that um yeah i think truly um probably the times when I uh, learn and grow and receive the most from God or when I'm doing um, the hard work of preparing um, to teach other people. Um, And there is so much that goes on um, first (laughs) before actually putting pen to paper and writing uh, words that other people will ultimately hear. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's so much more that doesn't make it (laughs) into messages uh, either because of time or just trying to keep, you know, keep rabbit trails um, out mm-hmm. out of the out of message to keep it focused. Um, I think for me, something that came to light in the studying and the meditating process and, and even the writing process was how, how difficult it actually was to pull apart present, past and future. Hmm. Um as I as I was reading through uh, the script of the drama, which was wonderful, by the way, we I didn't all write it. But thank you. <laughs> we, we all know this already. Um, it, I, I had so much trouble trying to pick which past, present, future to put with um, with which session, mm-hmm. um, because I think the drama pointed out the very real ways in which. Our past affects our future, mm-hmm. our concerns, and, well, what I meant to say was the way that our past affects our present mm-hmm. and the future. That's also true. Yeah. And the ways in which our concern and anxiety about the future um, affects us in the present, mm-hmm. um, the ways what we're experiencing in the present affects how we look back on oh. our past, <laughs> the way yeah. we think about it. It's all... It yeah. it it's all together. We're we're whole people, and what we need is a God who can meet us in uh, the fullness of who we are. Um, and time time is different <laughs> for God. You know, a, yeah. a God who can see eternity, who is the beginning and who is the end, um, all at the same time, um, can can do really powerful things for us that. Um, that maybe we don't even have the words for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that was something that, yeah. that spoke to me in the process was well, oh God, God just does it all. He does yeah. it all.
0: And I think that's, like, one of the things I was realizing, like, because I had the pleasure of getting to, like, read your messages before um, Zateo. Like, bits and pieces of them. Sneak peeks. Yeah. We love it. Um, and... And then here, um, portions, I was running around backstage, but as much as I could, um, but like how God's word and like scripture, which is God's word to us was written in the past, but is relevant in the present and applies to our future. Yeah. And so this whole theme of begin again, which looks at past, present and future, like the one thing that is consistent through all of that is the word of God and yes, yeah. God. So it was neat yeah. how you presented that to us so well um one of the things that was really cool about your messages was you taught us some simple prayers at the end of some of them do you remember <laughs> what they were and could tell us again
1: I sure hope so or I'm <laughs> about to be called out yeah <laughs> yes yes I do um and I I was really excited <laughs> yeah. about those prayers because I think there have been so many times in my life where I've walked away from, uh, you know, an experience like Zateo or walked away from just a Sunday morning service at church and thought, "Wow, oh, that was nice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, even if there was some sort of uh, direction about how to apply the message that that I'd heard. Um, I need a little help sometimes, um, knowing what to do, and so, um, yeah, I was was grateful that God kind of pointed me to this idea of um, just simple simple prayers that we can remember and and be a a start I think to more more prayer to follow. So Friday night, in um, talking about the Holy Spirit, the prayer was truly one of one of my favorites and one of the most. Um, ancient prayers of the, the Christian church, which was simply come Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and it's just an invitation for, um, for the Holy Spirit to, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, it's not an so much an invitation for him to come because we believe that God is present with us always. Right. Through the Holy Spirit. Um, but helps us to become aware yeah. of God's presence with us, um, and sort of unlock something in us that allows us to receive and experience what the Holy Spirit um, is doing? So, come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, is which the first one, one
0: of the actors in the drama improvised in the next section of the drama and like yes. said as character? Yes. And I heard it got a big reaction. People liked that. So, come, Holy Spirit, was a big hit.
1: So. I, I'm a fan. <laughs> it should be a big hit. It has been a big hit, you know, for yeah. hundreds and thousands of years. Well, I'm so I'm
0: glad that all these seventh and eighth graders are like claiming this ancient prayer in their daily life. We now. love it. Yes. We love it.
1: More of that, please. Yes, please. Um, yeah. So then Saturday morning uh, in talking about you know meeting Jesus in uh, in the present, the prayer was simply you are here and you love me. Which is a reminder for us that that we are never um, never apart uh, from God. That if we have uh, have received the Holy Spirit and have our lives hidden uh, in in Christ, then He's here. He's with us all the time. Um, and when He's with us, what He brings to us is um, is love.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So that was Saturday morning. Uh, Saturday evening then, uh, the prayer was um, something kind of looking back toward our past. Um, God have mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a prayer that comes straight, straight out of scripture in a few different places. Um, and, and is really uh, our expression of a desire for God to meet us with, mm-hmm. um, with kindness, with gentleness, uh, with love. Um, in recognition of the difficult things that we've experienced. And so asking God to meet us in those places of need. Mm.
2: Um,
1: And finally, on Sunday morning, uh, the prayer was simply, you are faithful. Mm. Um, And that's what I I love about that prayer is it's more of a a proclamation than a request. Mm. Um, I suppose you're here and you love me is too. So there's that. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a proclamation. Um, it's a reminder. It's almost like us reminding God of who he is, hmm. um, and reminding ourselves in the process, um, uh, that God, that God who has been faithful to us will continue to be faithful.
0: Hmm. So for anyone listening, if you need like something this week to pray, and if you're ever at a loss for words, you have four great options. You have come Holy, or you could do all of them, and maybe your own prayer. Uh, Come Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus you're here and you love me, God have mercy and you are faithful. Mm, there it is. There it is, that is some protein on your plate, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm wondering if we could, as we wrap up, I have two questions to throw at you. And the first is tailored towards any leaders who were at Zeteo or who lead students. Um, Maybe they weren't at Zeteo, so volunteers or youth leaders, pastors, you know, worship leaders, as we who have been entrusted to minister to the lives of these students um, are walking alongside of them and walking alongside of them in their journeys of like starting over with Jesus and beginning again and looking at their present, their past, their futures, what are some ways that you think we can best support the young people in our lives?
1: (laughs) That is such a good, big question. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Could you just give us all a youth ministry course? Three
1: quick things (laughs) you can do right away. All right. (laughs) Yeah. A couple things come to mind right away. One is keep showing up. Keep showing up for your young people. Um, I really don't think we can overestimate the value of um, consistent, loving, honest, challenging uh, presence of adults in young people's lives. Um, Yeah, keep showing up. Keep getting to know them. Keep building relationships um it's it is so meaningful and it is so needed. Um, something that that I tell students often is that I think each one of us uh, should have someone ahead of us in life that we're receiving from and learning mm-hmm. from, and someone who's coming behind us, who's younger than us, who we're pouring into and encouraging and teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. For those who are youth leaders or pastors, keep those young people in your life and keep investing in them, building relationships with them uh, Mm. for the long haul and have somebody in your own life who is pouring into you so that you aren't um, just running yourself ragged um, and trying to pour Mm. from an empty cup, as they say. So that's one thing. Mm. Um, I think another thing uh, would be to ask Ask specific questions. Hmm. Um, I think sometimes we can settle for asking questions of students in um, pretty big generalities. Yeah. What are you learning? How was Zateo? <laughs> yeah. um, and I think those sort of big questions often solicit the stereotypical responses like, how was your day at school? Fine. Right. What'd you learn? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Um, I think we have to be uh, bold enough and brave enough um, and have enough relational uh, capital to be able to push beyond that. Um, one of the things that strikes me about the story of the woman at the well in John 4, which we talked about at Zateo, was that Jesus confronted um, in a loving, gentle way, but also in a pretty direct way, the woman with just the reality of her life. Um, And when she wanted to keep the conversation really general and distant about ideas and religion (laughs) and where to worship, Jesus brought it back to her Mm -hmm. and her particular situation in life. Um, So rather than asking, you know, what did you learn about, you know, Jesus dealing with your, you know, past? Uh, ask something specific, you know, was there something that came to mind for you mm. that you want to invite Jesus into in your past? Mm. What was that? Would you be willing to talk about that? Can we pray about that together? Um, I think students often want to talk about their lives in particulars um, and are, are sometimes afraid because they don't know how that will be received mm. um, and just need an invitation.
0: Yeah. And this is a shameless plug, but the resources (laughs) that we have on our website, um, I, because I had your messages ahead of time, was able to tailor the resources. um, Mm -hmm. I really didn't base them off of the drama. Sorry to anyone who was hoping that. I based them off of your... (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I wanted to keep it broad enough for any students who didn't go to Zetel. So I based them more off of your messages, and that's one of the things that, like... um, the resources oh. also encourages you to do is to ask really spe- awesome. s- specific questions. So awesome. um, hopefully that is something that can get the ball rolling for you guys. But I love all that. And it's not often that we remember and act on the advice to have someone pouring into us. But it, it's really good
1: advice. <laughs> it can be really hard to do. Um, just yesterday I was talking with uh, a group of students here at Messiah about um, the importance of having uh, mentors in our lives who we can call on um, when we need some help, when we need some wisdom and guidance to handle a situation we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the students I was with asked a really great question. She said, how, how do I find those people? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer I had for it was really simple, and that's look around. <laughs> Who, who has what you want, Hmm. not like physical things that that's coveting. The Bible (laughs) says, don't do that. (laughs) But who, who are the kinds of people who you see who have some quality or some Mm -hmm. spiritual discipline or some, uh, yeah, there's something about them that you, that you're drawn to, that you want to emulate, that you think, um, Will, will help you along your journey. I think about the Apostle Paul. I think it's in Philippians. I don't know. Somebody look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, where he says, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm. Um, I think sometimes we don't really know how to follow Christ. But if we can start following somebody yeah. who's following him, yeah. um, that's really helpful. So find somebody who, you know, you, you want what they have and, mm. and ask them. Ask them if they'll meet with you every month, every two weeks.
0: Every Um, day. Every every
1: (laughs) day. If you really need that, good luck finding that person. Yeah.
0: No, but that's so true. And like, you know, Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand and the kingdom, the body of Christ, like we're supposed to uphold one another and spur one another on and race with each other so
1: yeah i mean we were talking about the olympics and sports mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so one of my favorite things to say um you know about our need for one another is that christianity is a team sport mm-hmm. um yeah we are not meant to go it alone mm.
0: so stop going it alone those of you who are going it alone yeah stop just stop <laughs> sorry sounds so mean because it's really hard but But it's worth it it's worth it Um, my last question is a little bit away from the begin again topic but you are a teaching ministries pastor at a college and you did all the stuff in the big city of Cincinnati (laughs) um, the city (laughs) love the queen city (laughs) Um, but you were with campus ministry so it would be silly of me to not use your campus ministry expertise for a minute I know there's a lot of students who listen who are juniors and seniors in high school and considering, you know, where they're going to go to college, a faith-based school, a not faith-based school, and uh, in the fall we had an interview about this topic in particular, but it was with a student, so it would be interesting to hear from you, like, any advice you have for a student who, regardless of where they go to school, to keep their faith engaged while they're at college. It might be similar to what you just shared in the last question, but.
1: Yeah, I do think there's some overlap with what I just shared. Um, Because Christianity is a team sport. If you didn't know. It it still is. That has not changed in the last 45 seconds. Um, You know, I think we shouldn't expect that if we, you know, came to faith and grew in our faith, uh, in the context of a local church, youth group, maybe a Bible study, mm-hmm. that we would be able to go off to college and suddenly be able to do it alone,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, it it just doesn't go well <laughs> that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so look for look for a community that um, that you want to shape you. Look mm-hmm. for a community that you yeah, want to pick up some of what what they have, want to pick up what kind of the spiritual gifts of that community are. Um, So that might be at a Christian college where there's some cool ministry stuff going on that you want to be part of. Um, I'd love to talk to you about Messiah University. There's a shameless plug there. (laughs) Um, But I didn't go to a Christian college. Um, And so for me, it was important uh, to find a, christian fellowship on campus to get involved with um to have a place to serve to have a place to study scripture to have a a place to to pray to meet friends who were running in the same direction as me Mm -hmm. um so look look for that community um and i would add to that look for that off campus as well Mm um i I love youth groups. I love youth ministry. Uh, and I think sometimes um, when we leave the context of a youth ministry and get out of the world where we're by ourselves and don't have those um, systems and structures that really provide some, some guidance in our discipleship, uh, we often don't, don't really know what to do. Um, so be be prepared to seek that out on your own, um, not only on campus, but also within a local church. Um, it's so, so, so important because um, we can go from youth ministry to a college ministry. But then what happens when we graduate from college is... The, then we're just grown-ups. Yeah, no, we're, we're just, just out in the world through. being yeah. normal church people. Um, so I would so, so, so encourage everyone to get involved with a local church when you're in college um, and start practicing and learning what it means to just be a faithful member of the body of Christ, to find places to serve, um, to find opportunities to, to receive, um, and to yeah to start figuring out what it looks like to be a lifelong um part of the of the body of Christ
0: of the Christian team
1: that's right yes of the, t- the Christian team <laughs> don't you want to be a
0: part of the Christian team <laughs> um this was really beautiful and enlightening and inspirational and I think of a few more adjectives <laughs> But for real, thank you for giving us your time in this little basement room. I Love it. Um, you've passed the salt on some important reminders of what we learned at Zoteo or first time experiences for those of us who didn't go to Zoteo. And um, yeah, we're just really grateful for your leadership and your willingness to communicate the gospel so clearly and so comfortably and confidently to all of us.
1: Well, thank you. This has been fun in this strange small room <laughs> yeah. uh, with padding on the walls that yes. we're currently in.
0: And a green screen <laughs> behind the black yes. screen.
1: And it was also a ton of fun to be with you at Zateo. I'm grateful for the invitation yes. to be part of that. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. so thank you. Hey, anytime. <laughs> um, yeah, well, let's uh, begin again, everyone. let's begin again okay bye